Welcome to Alley All Ears, a podcast from Houston's Alley Theater. Alley All Ears features interviews with directors and designers, playwright Q&As, sneak peeks, behind-the-scenes information, and more. Welcome to Alley All Ears. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. From our home to yours. Hello, Alley Cats. I'm Brandon Weinbrenner, the associate producer and casting director at the Alley Theater. And today I have with me Vichet Chum, the playwright of High School Play and Nostalgia Fest. Hey, how's it going? And we have Tiffany Nicole Green, the director of High School Play and Nostalgia Fest. Hello. How are you two today? We're great. We're doing great. Yeah. Good. We're going to play together. We're going <laughs> to play together, which yeah. is amazing. What could be better than that? In the middle of rehearsals right now. And uh, it's going well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So you're in the middle of rehearsals for the world premiere of mm-hmm. this play. But I know that this play started with the Little Colonel from Vichette way, way, way back. So I'd love for you to answer that ubiquitous question, which is, where did you come up with the idea for High School Play Nostalgia Fest? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I feel like this play has existed with me for a very, very long time, particularly because this play is based on real events. Um, so it's it's been in my heart. It's been in my brain for a long time. Um, but uh, the moment of, I guess, conception was when um, I was watching the 2017 Broadway revival of Six Degrees of Separation by John Guare. Mm-hmm. And I was having a really intense emotional reaction, and I was really surprised by it, my reaction to this show, because I really... I, I felt like at that moment I wasn't entirely sure of 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 the plot or or, or the the narrative. I wasn't really sure like what this play was actually about. And then in watching the play, it sort of triggered all these memories that I had compartmentalized over the years. And I realized, I came to the memory that when I was in high school, we were supposed to perform this play as part of the one at play competition. Um, my senior year of of high school. And we ended up not doing the play because the community rallied against us. Um, And so we were asked to not perform the play. And um, the reason why they rallied against us was because of the depictions of gay men in the story. Um, And at that point, you know, I was very much a closeted gay kid and Dallas, Texas, and um, I hadn't come to terms with my own sexuality. And, um, you know, seeing the community reject this story of gay men, I think I, I drew the connection there with myself, and, um, and it felt like a rejection of me. Um, and it took me many, many years to come out. It took me many, many years to sort of come to terms with my own truth. And... Uh, so yeah, fast forward to me sitting in this Broadway house, realizing realizing how much had changed over the time period, um, feeling really comfortable in my skin, being proud of who I was. I, I really felt like, oh my gosh, this memory was so important to me, and 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 I I need to put this story down onto uh, onto the paper, onto my laptop. I need to sort of write this story about transformation, um, and so I you know, started writing a little bit of it. I had this workshop that I was going to do in Florida. And uh, yeah, uh, I was I was supposed to do that with uh, Merrimack Repertory Theater. And they asked me who I wanted to bring along in this process. And at that point, I had only like 20 pages. And I was like, oh, Tiffany Nicole Green. Yeah. The amazing, the indomitable, <laughs> the most amazing, beautiful Tiffany Nicole Green. <laughs> and, and how did you two meet? How do you all know each other? Graduate school. 
Yeah. Uh, we both went to Brown University, to Brown Trinity, uh, their MFA acting program, uh, which is amazing because we both went in as actors and we came out as playwright and director, which is cool. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we just gravitated towards each other, like really in the beginning of grad school and uh, through all of our like tough times, we would kind of like lean into each other. Um, we literally once drove to uh, a Panera Bread on a lunch break, <laughs> and like neither memory. one of us could get out of the car because we were just like exhausted and spent. And I don't remember whose idea it was, but it was like, should we just scream? Like maybe yeah. we should just scream. <laughs> we and just... we sat in the car and we just screamed at the top of our lungs. And then when we were done. We got out and we got Panera and we went back to school. How therapeutic. I mean, we likened the experience to being war buddies. I mean, we were just (laughs) like, we would see each other from across the room in whatever acting studio. And we were like, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, we just had that sort of relationship. So, you know, we've had that relationship since. And, you know, it was just a no brainer for me when I was given the opportunity to sort of dream up this play. I was like, Tiffany, she's, you know, and we hadn't worked together in that capacity as director-writer together. No, we hadn't. Um, But I just knew intuitively that that made sense to me. And you both shared that you're Texans. Tiffany, you're from Houston, right? Yeah. And Vichet, you're from the suburbs of Dallas. Brandon, you know that well. (laughs) I do. I am also from the suburbs of Dallas. Um, And so do you all... I know that you you drew this story from your time competing and in UIL and a competitive speech in Texas. So how did you choose how did you choose the theme of coming to grips with uh, your sexuality as a high schooler? How did you pair that with the world of UIL speech and competitive um, theater? Yeah, you know it's so interesting. I mean that time period in my life was so intense. It was so complicated, but it was also a a space in which I was given many opportunities to express myself. Um, You know, in this play, I'm covering a lot of ground. Um, We're talking Texas Forensics Association speech and debate. We're talking uh, UIL one-act play competition, and then also just like a general theater season for high schoolers as well. And you know, those are all very different worlds. I mean, they're sort of conflated in this world, but they all have their own offerings. And so for me, I really wanted to uh, focus on high school theater because there are so many uh, spaces for expression. And, And while I also can reflect back on my theater teachers and how intense they were and how they often said problematic things to me, they also pushed me towards who I would eventually become, which is a a theater maker. Um, And so it, it felt really intuitive to be like, you know, this kid, Dara, who's the main character in the play, he is a Cambodian young man, 17 years old. He starts at the play really unsure of who he is or he has an idea of who he is. And he is using theater as a conduit to sort of explore his actual impulses. And actually, I think all the characters in the play are using theater, regardless of how complicated their relationship is to the form, they're using theater to sort of find their most authentic selves. And did you base these characters off of real people? No. Yes, I did. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, look, I got to be careful about this, but... I think, you know, it's an amalgam of, of of the young people that I grew up with and people that are beloved, were beloved to me, who helped me get through my own experience as a young kid in the Dallas suburbs. 
Um, and it's so funny because I, f I feel like over the duration of creating this play, those people have continued to sort of like pop back into my life. Um, and I realize now how uh, formative they were to my own survival in that space. So you workshop this play in the 2020 Aliol New Festival. And then you have, now you have your role premiere in 2022. I'm curious what it's like right now with the actors in the rehearsal room. How do you approach uh, playing a character that's based off of somebody else in a decade, a very specific time period, 2004? Like what's it like directing these actors with those, with that information? Yeah, I think that, you know, I've continued to approach it from a place of, um, play and also simplicity, you know? Um, I don't worry too much about whether they're based on real people or not. We're creating real people um, in the space together. And we're also creating during a time when we are uh, very aware, like everyone's going through transformation. Everyone's going through so much change right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic and we're making theater. And some days we're like, what are we doing here, you know? Um, and other days we're like, we're so grateful to be here and both at the same time. And so there's a bit of, um, there's a lot of generosity present in the room from everyone. And there's a lot of, um, grace that people are offering to one another. And we're able to just really hone in on if we're going to be in this room together in the middle of a pandemic, we better know why, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and so it's, it's just really helped to strip away, um, you know, some of the other things that might creep into a process of, you know, in a room full of theater makers who have all these other things they're normally worried about, press and agents, and what does this look like? What is that like? And we're just like back to the foundational work of like, we're putting on a play. We're grateful to be here. We hope people come and see it. Um, and so it's, it, it's really um, created a generous space. And so from there, you know, I, I always work very much like just moment to moment. What is the psychology? What is the sociology? What are the behaviors of these people in this moment? Like I, I talk a lot about fears and insecurities because I think that they are the building blocks of who we are in many ways. Um, and so then when we're asked to be brave, we're aware of what it costs us if we're aware of our insecurities and our fears. Um, and and so, yeah, we're just we've just sort of started from a very simple uh, place. And then, you know, you build on the layers from there. And do you find that working on a new play, a world premiere is different than how you would approach a, a text that already exists? Yes, I and do. Um, I, I battle myself in a uh, new play development in, in a good way. I want to make sure that we are both honoring what is on the page, um, and pushing what's on the page. Because my hope is that the playwright will get many productions, um, many of which, you know, he won't be there for, right? So part of me wants to make sure that I'm totally honoring Vichette's, you know, uh, vision and, and the things that he, um, it, everything that's on the page that's written. What I, what I push sometimes is like what's in his head that's not on the page. Because then there's the like, well, this is what's going to happen when you leave the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Some other director is going to like get their hands on it. And so um, it, that's like a really fun process for me to like go back and forth. And, and, and it's, it's also an offering at the end of the day, right? Because I do have the benefit of having not only the playwright, but like one of my best friends in the room. 
And and I at the end of the day, I am like, does this work for you? Do you like this? Is is, is this a version that works for your for your play? And if not, I'm not going to push that forward. It's just um, it's a different way to explore, and it's really fun. And um, it also challenges all of us to like go. I always go deep with all of the work, but when you know it's the first production. And uh, on the day that we open, it will be the only production. Um, you want to honor it, right? And whereas, like, if if it's if I'm directing something that's had like thirty, forty, fifty, hundreds of productions, then I have room to play in a different kind of way or explore in a different kind of way. Um, and they're both really fun. They're both really fun. Yeah. I love new work, so it's like especially. Um, fun for me and challenging for me. Yeah, and so. c- and conversely, Vichette, do you take what's happening in the room, be it from Tiffany or from the actors, and does that change the play and maybe the story or the arcs of the characters? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The running joke is that whenever I give new line changes, I'm always like, and thank you for helping make, <laughs> make me a better playwright. Because the, the truth is, like, in my process, I'm sitting alone in my room on my laptop. My boyfriend's revolving around me. My dog is revolving around me. And I'm just like, this is what I think will happen. But in fact, you know, plays are a three-dimensional thing. You need bodies in space to really fulfill the thing and to challenge the thing. And also, like, I like to think of art at the access of both, like, like pure inspiration and also practicality. We're p- making a thing that can be sustainable for everyone in the room. And so to me, it's like, yes, these actors, these generous spirits, Tiffany, everyone in the room has contributed to this process and to actually what is on the page. So I competed in TFA, a speech and debate in yes. high school. In fact, I got to say, I remember competing against Vichet Cham and his brother. Because we went to rival high schools in, <laughs> in North Texas, so I have very fond memories. So when I first read this play, I was over the moon about it. Uh, but my question for you is for those of us who haven't competed in speech and debate or UIL One Act, how does this play or how do you hope this play will resonate with them? Yeah, I mean, I think very essentially this is a coming-of-age story about young people in uh, – extracurricular activity that gives them the opportunity to express themselves. And I think that regardless of if you've done theater, if you did football, if you did sports, if you did dance, if you did any sort of activity, and if you didn't have any activity that you're super passionate about, I think it is about um, that space, that compressed amount of time being a young person in high school trying to figure themselves out, you know? And so I think that I hope that the theater space is not a challenge, but an invitation to sort of get to know like what it's like to compete uh, in theater in Dallas, in Texas, period. Um, and I think a lot of people, I think it's like a lovely, um, I think it is a love letter to that space. And I hope that Texas people will come out and see it and be like, oh, I did that. Oh, he said that. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I do think it is an invitation for anybody who's been a young person to sort of see themselves on stage. Yeah. And something that we talked about in rehearsal was, you know, when it comes to the UIL uh, rules and terminology and the one-act play competition, that that's just a vehicle for the story. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is the, the, the specificity of it all is really uh, lovely. It's like a fun gift for those who are familiar. But if you're not familiar, you will know enough to feel very taken care of as you go on this ride. And ultimately, it's a vehicle to um, or a tool that we're using to get to know these characters, to allow them to show sides of themselves that they might not be able to show otherwise, right? So um, it's like a really like fun, smart, interesting tool in addition to being like an integral part of their lives and their journeys as they grow up, yeah. And do you find that this play or doing this play in Texas has particular resonance for the two of you, being that the play is set in Texas and you're both Texans? Yeah, I mean, you know, Tiff is from Houston. I'm from Dallas. And, you know, this is the place that raised us. This is the place that cultivated us. This is the place that we continue to find parts of ourselves in, you know. And so I think it... It's really special. It feels like a homecoming in many, many ways. Um, And then also just related to the theater stuff, you know, if anybody's ever seen Friday Night Lights or, you know, uh, shows that take place in Texas, the size of everything is so big, right? Just the Mm -hmm. energy, the community. And that's something that I really wanted to accomplish in our play. You know, the, the idea that all these things that these young people are going through are so big because that's what it is to be a young person. Your life is so big. That's what it is to be an adult, you know, to believe that your life is so, the problems that you're going through are so big. And, you know, I I hope that we've treated all these relationships with a lot of generosity and grace and witnessing, um, regardless of how big it is. You know, I think that people are really grappling with with enormous things, the tremendous size of life. Um, and that's exciting, you know, to do that in a Texas space. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, there is a lot of humor in this play, um, and a lot of heartache in this play. And I think that there, um, I, I hope that because we are home, uh, that we are able to invite people to laugh at themselves, laugh at each other, like, it's the type of humor that feels very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what's really special about doing it here versus doing it somewhere else where we're introducing people to the thing. Um, where it's not Whether you were in theater or not, you know these people. You know these people. And so um, I think there's going to be something really cool about that, to have audiences full of people who feel so close to the story. It's a nostalgia fest. Absolutely. Indeed. Get in there. Oh, my yeah. gosh. A nostalgia fest for every person. For every yeah. person. Oh, it must have been so much fun, or it must be so much fun, to step into that rehearsal room and go back to high school in the early aughts. I mean, do you all just feel like you're having the time of your lives? Yeah, it's amazing. Tiffany introduced this thing in the rehearsal space where anybody can sort of play music um, when we have our breaks. And we've used that as an opportunity to sort of, like, really play in that time period and evoke a lot of that music. And so it's really fun to sort of like reminisce and to go back to that time period when, I mean, we were just playing this one song that was like my first dance, uh, my first slow dance when I was in eighth grade. Oh my God, what was the song? It was Monica, Angel Angel of of Mine. (laughs) Angel of Mine. Yes. And I was like, this is my nostalgic moment moment right now because I that was my first dance, you know? So I think uh, Tiffany's just created this amazing space in which we can really go there and have fun and not take things too, too seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, 
it's been so great to go back to that place of innocence, right? No matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, there's a certain amount of innocence present in these young kids and who who are, you know, budding adults, um, but still have so far to go in so many ways. And so to just go back to those places, those innocent places, um, is really heartwarming and watch them deal with these big issues. It's, uh, you know, as an adult looking back on those moments, it's like, oh my God, that's beautiful, that's innocent. And also, why? Why are you having to go through so much? You're so young, you know? Uh, so it's it's really complicated and beautiful, and uh, I think we're all really enjoying it. And I also think that we are very aware as a grown as grown adults, like mm-hmm. the moments in which we witness the young people being introduced to shame mm. and having to learn about life. It, it every time it happens in rehearsal, every time we witness a young character experience that, you can feel the resonance in the room of like, Oh man, I remember what that was like to 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 know that like nothing is perfect and this one problem is going to affect the rest of my life. Um so it's it's both like so beautiful to watch that innocence and it's also heartbreaking to then see it engage with like you know the happenings of life and the things that we learn as adults. Yeah. Well, I so look forward to having our audiences see your play Vichette and Tiffany. Thank you all for spending time with me today. Thank you, Vichette. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Tiffany. Thank you so much. And we hope you all will come and check out High School Play Nostalgia Fest at the Alley Theater running January 21st through February 13th. I'm Brandon Weinbrenner. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Alley All Ears. Visit our website at www.alleytheater.org for more.